So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple of years. And I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that po- that Spotify is giving me with Q&As and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Happy and healthy. What is up? Welcome back to my podcast. Y'all, I am in the best mood. It is Thursday, September 1st. I don't know when this episode's going up. I think it's going up next Tuesday, but either way, it doesn't matter. Today is the first day of September. I don't know what it is about September. This is my favorite month. I think it's maybe because there's a new season starting. Well, kind of in Texas, it takes a bit here. But there's something about September when it's PSLs are back, fall, traveling. I don't know. There's something about it. As soon as September hits, I'm like, get the new clothing out and bring out the boots and bring out the fall candles. Like, I just, I love fall. It is, that is my season. It always has been, always will be. Don't even judge me. And literally yesterday, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see that my hair is darker. I retinted it back dark. I never dye my hair because apparently it's like not good for your hair to dye it that dark. But I do this like toner tint thing and my hair is dark and I'm I'm living. I feel like a fall queen. So anyway, I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm really, really excited about today's episode. But before I get into that, as always, I wanted to play a voice memo from a listener. I got one from a listener called Melissa. She's so sweet. I'm going to play that for you guys really fast. I love when you guys submit these. Hey, Janine. My name is Melissa, and I just wanted to come on here and say a big thank you for all the joy and the light that you spread through your podcast. I mean, you have truly helped me so much transitioning into a new season of life. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading the love and the joy of Jesus because it truly inspires so many people. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for joining every single Tuesday. Um, Like I said, this podcast has been a blessing. And thank you again to the monthly donators. 
it's been so sweet just getting more monthly donators. So thank you guys. Link is down below. But again, no pressure. And lastly, you guys have gotten your merch, which it's been so fun. Please keep tagging me on Instagram. Um, I love seeing you guys in the merch as well as when you guys tag me. We've been posting you guys on the feed and on the Instagram stories. So please keep tagging us. It's an honor. Thank you guys for purchasing the merch. I will be doing a little giveaway soon. So make sure you're following Happy and Healthy Instagram. It's just Happy and Healthy Podcast because I will be doing a little merch giveaway soon. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, before we get into today's episode, I wanted just to preface kind of this conversation because I brought on a guest. Her name is Erin Davis. Um, I actually didn't know her before this episode, but it was a really good conversation with her. Really enjoyed talking to her. I do want to put a trigger warning out there because we do talk about food and eating disorders and all the type of stuff that's something you are sensitive to. However, I'm praying and believing that this conversation can be healing for you instead of triggering. And um, I'm just hoping and praying that this conversation can hopefully free you up and give you guys some things to think about because we are going to be talking about fasting today. This is something I haven't talked much about. I have a lot of people ask me about this conversation about fasting and it's something that I do um, irregularly, but I do it off. I do it at least occasionally, not going to say often because I just said irregularly, but I did do it about two weeks ago and I've done it several times and it's a conversation that I think is important because I don't hear very many people talking about this and it's something that Aaron and I talk about how, you know, we mention this to people or we look for this online and there's not a lot of people talking about fasting and health wise. Yes, there's people talking about fasting, but spiritually, it, there's no conversations totally about it. And one of my friends, Sarah Ellison, she's been someone that's very amazing in my life. She, I actually want to bring her on the podcast at some point. She's just so in tune with the Lord and she always talks about fasting and fast before you make decisions, fast as you're writing a book, fast as you, I mean, whatever I'm doing, fast before you dating someone, anything. And she challenges me in this all the time. And so she was someone that challenged me three weeks ago and I did it and the Lord spoke and I shared that a little bit in the podcast. And so we're not only talking about fasting food wise, even though that is something we do talk about is food and freedom from food and the benefits of food and dangers of, you know, um, overconsumption of food or not having a balance with food but also just the benefits of, of fasting within this rhythm. That's why we talk about Aaron's book called Fasting and Feasting, about the correlation of two and the rhythm and balances of that. And I think it's just a really cool conversation. Um, I just hope this isn't triggering in any way, but rather just freeing. And I'm going to always encourage you guys to seek out professional help if this is something that's really hard for you. Maybe get a counselor, get a nutritionist, get whatever, because I know from my own experience that food was something that was very difficult for me. And food is still something that's difficult because we eat it every single day. It's something that I think about all the time because it's something we're eating every day and it affects your body image and your mental health and so many different areas of your life. And so I'm not here to just belittle that. I'm not here to devalue that or gaslight that. I understand it's really hard, but I am praying for whoever's on this journey of food um, that you can find freedom from it. You can find a rhythm. You can know that food is on your side. Food is healthy. Food's good for you. And just listen to our tips of all of that in the podcast. And if for some reason, maybe I didn't touch upon certain things, feel free to please DM me or ask me. Maybe I can do other podcasts regarding this topic or bring on different guests that talk more about this, maybe more professionals, even though I have brought on quite a few professionals when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition and food. Um, but let me know if there's something I missed out or something else I should have added. I'm always open to listen and take that feedback. And so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you guys will check out Aaron's book, Fasting and Feasting. And yeah, let's just get right into it and hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Okay. 
All right, Erin, welcome to Happy and Healthy. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How, how much fun to be on a podcast called Happy Happy and Healthy. I'm in. It's yeah. great. That's my goal in life is to uh, help, help people be happy and healthy in all aspects of life. And mm. food, all the things, I mean, you probably get it. It plays majorly into that. Um, health yep. is a huge part of my journey. I love health. I love trying to eat clean vitamins, supplements, working out the whole thing. And so I was really excited when um, your PR team reached out to me about your new book. It's called Fasting and Feasting, 40 Devotions to Satisfy the Hungry Heart. Really excited to dive into this book. Um, I want to hear more of your story, why you wrote this book. But first and foremost, can you just let my audience know who is Aaron Davis? I'm glad that they're interested. I live on a little farm in the Midwest, so you love healthy. Um, farm to table is how we eat all the time around here. Um, and I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Jason, Aww. and we have four boys. So they are four, Aww. nine, 12, and 14. Um, so if you're thinking, woo! You're a busy woman. You're right. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm that. Always running somewhere. <laughs> Basketball or football or soccer or all of them on the same night. And I'm a writer. I'm a Bible teacher and just uh, love pointing women to how they can thrive, which it sounds like we have some similar passions. Yes, we do. So where in the Midwest do you live? I'm in Missouri, which most people have never been to Missouri. I'm always, they'll ask me and I'll say, do you know Missouri? And they're like, no. So we're like in the middle of nowhere. Missouri's kind of a random state. And then we're in the There's no cities near us. We don't even have a Walmart. So really? we are truly live in the rural farm life. Yep. Okay. Do you like that? Because like, I, I feel like people in the Midwest, I'm always like, what do they do? Like, what, how do you spend yeah. your time? Like, I guess you're farming, right? But what do you do with your time? And besides you have sons yeah, and everything. We love it. Dang. Yeah. I mean, it, it's probably a slower paced life than life in the city. We moved back home from the city. And I often say, I wish I could live here during the week and back in the city on the weekends where there's like restaurants and things to yeah. do, Chick-fil-A and such things. But yeah, we stay busy. Uh, it's definitely the life we've always wanted to have. We've always dreamed of having a little piece of land and chickens and garden and all that stuff. And we have it. So we, we have so plenty fun. to do. I, yeah, I live in Dallas, so that is not my life at all. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's fun to kind of like go away for the weekend, like go do that. But yeah. then eventually I'm like, okay, I want to go to my local coffee shop and like get I dressed get up. But I give ma <laughs> major like applause to people that do that because, hey, someone's got to do it. And that's awesome. I love right? that. Okay, so I want to hear more about your story about this book because – you wrote this book again. I read it earlier. It's coming out September 6th. So we're filming this on September 1st. So happy fall, first and foremost. Mm. I'm a fall girl. I don't know. Are you a fall girl? I am, but I feel like you don't get the real fall experience there in Dallas. No, you, you guys don't. You're like sweating in your sweaters. Yeah, you just kind of have to fake it till you make it here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you just got to <laughs> pretend. It's like, it's really just a mindset thing. Um, but yep. I'm sure you get like actual real fall over there in Missouri. We do. Not yet. It's still pretty hot here, but I'm like, putting the mums out and got the apple scented candles going. I'm wooing fall into my life. There you it's go. It's going to be here. Eventually. There you go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So yeah, your book comes out September 6th. Um, and I just love to hear your basically, I guess maybe like your testimony, your story regarding like why this book, why did you write this? What inspired you to write this? Because I do think that, you know, food, it's an everyday part of our lives. I was literally just mm -hmm. talking to someone about this the other day about how 
food really can be such an emotional thing. It's such a, it has a lot of memory to it. A lot of sense triggers certain things and food Mm. can be a really difficult thing for people. I was talking to someone that, um, their siblings really struggle with obesity and they struggle with yo-yo dieting. And I know you mentioned that, um, about yo-yo dieting and how to kind of avoid that. Um, but it's not that easy just to tell someone like, just get your act together. Like just eat healthier, just go on a walk. Like, it is not that easy. So I'd love to just kind of hear why did you write this book and what is your story regarding like food? Well, I think for women especially, I'm sure this is true for men too, but I'm a woman, so I'll speak from my experience. I mean, if our food experience was a relationship status, for all of us it would be it's complicated. I mean, we love food and we love to gather around food and we have those warm feelings of something just like even a warm cup of coffee can really boost our day but we also have this tension where we know that um what we eat we are what we eat i mean that's true we also are what we eat eats i mean it matters that we are eating healthy it impacts how we feel it impacts how we respond but it's an everyday thing and uh i frankly just got a little bit tired of the chase Uh, i went to my doctor's office i don't know three years ago and said i just don't feel good Nothing is wrong. I, I don't think I have cancer or something big and scary, but I'm exhausted all the time. I'm irritable. And she said, what'd you have for breakfast? I was like, uh, I have no idea. And she's like, Erin, that was like three hours ago. Why do you not know what you had for breakfast? And she kind of chased that back. Like, what'd you have for dinner last night? What'd you have for lunch yesterday? And I just I didn't know the answers. I was just going through life, shoving food in my mouth. And she helped me understand the relationship between what I eat and how I feel and kind of put me on this journey. At the same time, I was really seeing fasting a lot in my Bible. And I wanted to know what it was. I started to experiment with it some and pray about it and say, what would it might look like if I fasted? And it just became something I was fascinated by. At the same time, the health industry was saying, intermittent fasting is like this breakthrough in health. And I thought it was hilarious because in scripture, God's been showing his people, asking his people to fast for thousands of years. So it was kind of a convergence of all of these things. And then COVID hit. And I snacked my way through COVID like everybody else. Gained the COVID-19 like we've all joked about and my joints hurt and I didn't feel good. All the same things. So as I was writing this book, I was still very much in the journey and I still am. Uh, In the book, I describe food like a tiger in a box that you have to take out of the box three times a day, feed him, put him back in the box. Right. Mm. So I don't know that we ever arrive, but I definitely have had um, a pretty dramatic change in my life in the area of food. And I feel so much better. And it's it's like my relational life. It's my emotional life. It's my spiritual life. It touches everything. And I want other women to know about it, that they can walk in freedom. They don't have to fight with food their whole lives. I think it's possible to really um, have some balance in that area. And this podcast is sponsored by Thrive Market. Guys, we're big Thrive Market people because at the end of the day, time is money. And being healthy to us in 2024 is so essential to our well-being. I'm running a marathon. Janine is launching a book, which is so crazy. Uh, So we have meetings after meetings and time is money. So that's why we use Thrive Market. It's our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials. 
and getting everything online then quickly shipped to our doorstep is just such a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time. They even have my favorite freaking protein bars, uh, New Go Chocolate Pretzel. I eat them before every single workout, save over 30% each order. So when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy. Thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Back to the show. Part of today's episode is sponsored by Meyer, And Meyer is a company that sells cookware, specifically pots and pans. And I was really excited when they reached out to me because I cook a lot. I'm just a firm believer that cooking from home is the best way to go if you want to save extra calories, extra money. And I work from home, so I'm constantly cooking. And when they sent me their accent series in matte black, I was really excited. So this set comes with six pieces, including two pots, two pans, and two universal lids. And Matt and I have been just cooking in the kitchen with them, and they're just, they're stunning. They are beautiful. They're minimalistic. They're matte black. It has just two pots, two pans, and two lids. And the cool thing about all of them is they're very stackable. So it includes, uh, like I said, lids that stack together and the cookware that stacks with that. So it just makes it a dream to store. Also, it keeps spills in check with a curved stock pot expertly designed to reduce boilovers much more effectively than straight-sided pots. And I just, again, I'm really big on just like reducing clutter. So again, with just four essential pots and pans and the two lids, they do the work of a 12-piece set. So it's very adaptable, high-performance, beautiful cookware, and it's just amazing. Also, it is nonstick, it reduces boilovers, and it's just really pretty. So I really do recommend you guys check it out if you're looking to just level up your cookware. Highly recommend. I've already been using it for over a month, been cooking with it almost every single day. They're super easy to clean because they are nonstick and they're stainless steel. And again, they are just great for storage. They're stackable and it's pretty much all you can need. So I really recommend. So if you guys want to check them out, go to Meyer.com slash happy. That's M-E-Y-E-R. Or when you go to their website, you can use the code happy for 20% off, which is a really great deal. So try it out for yourself so you guys can experience the true joy of stackable cookware and save some money. All right. Thanks so much, Maya, for sponsoring today's episode. Let's just get right back into today's episode. I like that a lot. And I, I like that you talked about how fasting, like God's been asking us to fast for forever. And yeah. I, I do honestly think it is a relatively new concept. Um, like I know for me personally, I started intermittent fasting probably like four years ago, but I also know mm-hmm. that there is a lot of stigma around fasting because it can mess your hormones up. And, you know, I mean, I would never tell someone to do something unless they like maybe talk to a doctor first. Right. But biblically, you're absolutely right. Fasting is exactly, it's so crucial and essential. And people don't know, I don't think people know how to do fasting right, um, mm. especially biblically. And um, I remember, you know, growing up, I would be like, guys, I'm fasting. And I would tell everyone, I'm like, everyone, I'm fasting. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Bible was like, hey, wait, actually, no, don't tell anyone. Go in your closet right? and pray. You're not supposed to tell anyone you're fasting because then you're only doing it for self-glorification. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more, like, what is the best biblical way to fast, but also 
health wise, what is also the best way? So what are like those, those two? You just described a phenomenon that I started bumping into that made me want to write about this. I, I was fasting. I had first, I made a commitment. I'm going to fast every Friday for my sons. I have four sons. I mentioned that I only had three at the time. And I just, it was going to, Friday was going to be my day that was dedicated to just praying for them. And my oldest two boys gave their lives to Jesus during that year when I was fasting every Friday. Now that's not because of something I did. Fasting's not twisting God's arm so that he's going to do what you want him to do. He wouldn't be God if we could do that. But I was seeing this, like he was changing me through it. So I wanted to talk about it and I couldn't find anybody who wanted to talk about it. I think some of it is that verse you mentioned where in scripture it tells us not to use it to draw attention to ourselves. And we've Mm. swung that pendulum so far that like nobody talks about fasting. So we don't know how we're supposed to do it. I was in a women's Bible study group and I said, hey, what do you guys think about studying fasting? And this woman who's a friend of mine who loves Jesus stood up, balled up her fists and said, I do not want to talk about that. And I was like, whoa, like there's a nerve here that I've touched on. And then I went to my pastor and said, hey, would you ever preach on fasting? And he said, no, I won't. And I'd never seen any kind of reaction like that from him before. And I was like, why not? He said, because I don't fast and I'm not going to preach on something that I don't do. And I was like, well, maybe you should. You know, like this is not some crazy, wild idea. Right. Um, And so I do think we struggle to understand it. So in the Old Testament, there are times where God commanded his people to fast, sometimes as individuals, often as groups. In the New Testament, it's not that way. There's still a lot in the New Testament about fasting, but it's never a command. So you can follow Jesus your whole life, never fast, and you're still a Christian. This is not a salvation issue. But I think he moves all mature followers of Jesus towards at least a curiosity towards this. And he also, it's not formulaic. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in scripture that says fast on this day for this long. There's, we see variations of fast. Jesus fasted for 40 days. He did a total fast in the wilderness. Um, and that's another reason to fast. Jesus did it. So, that you know, get baptized because Jesus got baptized. Love your neighbor because Jesus loved his neighbor. Maybe considering fasting because Jesus did it. But sometimes it was a day. Sometimes in in the book of Daniel, Daniel did what's now called the Daniel fast, where he just basically ate meat, fruits, and veggies, what we would now call Whole30. Uh, Daniel was doing way back in the Old Testament. So there's no rules. Um, I I think every time I fasted, I prayed about it, um, and I've just come to a conclusion. I'm going to do this for this long, and I've made a commitment. I've told my family so they know what to watch for. They don't think I'm just being weird or pouting. But for health-wise, you know, I think it's wise to talk to your doctor. I've definitely had people come to me and say, I have X condition. I could never fast from food. Okay. You know, we don't want you to go into your body to go into shock. Could you give up your morning coffee? Could you fast from sugar? Is there a version of this you could do? Yeah. Um, And I've also, this is another myth. I think people have said, oh, I've tried to fast and I just don't feel good. I might be doing it wrong. It's like, well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, you're not supposed to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're denying your body food. You might get a headache. You might feel grumpy. Uh, You might feel lethargic. That doesn't actually mean you're doing it wrong, but it's exposing your need. Right. And for me, it's like, Jesus, I'm so aware of my need right now because I can't even skip a meal Mm. without having a reaction. Um, So 
I think there's no wrong way. There's not necessarily a right way. It takes abiding, walking in the spirit, getting wisdom from people who know and love you. But I think once you try to dip your toe in that water, you're going to find that it's a gift that maybe you've never opened. Not a mandate, a gift. I I love that because even in like the talking points in the email, you did touch upon like why it is a gift. It's not, Mm. it's exactly, it's God's not telling us, forcing us like to be a believer, you have to fast. Right. Um, But it also is, you know, when the Bible talks about taking up your cross daily and deny yourself and take your cross up, that's exactly what fasting is. It is the Mm -hmm. ultimate die to self and it is so hard because someone like me who loves her breakfast loves her coffee loves her sweets and sugars um it's really hard and it's something that I actually practice quite often if there is something like really pivotal going on in my life and so I encourage people I'm like if you are trying to decide whether you need to marry someone or not or you need to move somewhere or not or you just want to hear from the Lord or there's something really really weighing on you I wholeheartedly believe that fasting is one of the best methods to have the Lord speak to you. I don't know why. Maybe I do because it is really just die to self and it's just self-sacrifice. And so I actually did fasting about two weeks ago and the Lord spoke and he spoke to not just me, but to three other people as well at the same time. Mm, I believe it. And that is proof to me that I'm like, this is just not in vain. This is something that truly it works. It's not using fasting as a magic genie, but it, it really does work when you die to self. And yeah. I think an encouragement to people that maybe want to try this out, I mean, you just you can pick what that is for you because, again, maybe yep. you do have a health condition that you're right, you can't fast from food. But maybe it's that little device in your hand, this little thing mm-hmm. that you're sitting scrolling on for, you know, eight hours a day. Take a day away from that. Take a day from coffee. Take a day away from caffeine. For me, it was like, okay, it's going to be all food. I'm going to only drink caffeine and water. Um, yeah. But it works. It really, really does work. And it's just an encouragement to people that, you know, you don't hear about it very often besides health reasons, but spiritually, it is absolutely a gift, just as you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it turns down the volume on my flesh and it turns up the volume on the spirit. I mean, I'm always feeding my flesh. I mean, we, we eat three times a day plus snacks plus when we drink. I mean we're kind of constantly feeding the flesh. And so when I fast and I get those hunger pains, which I do, I pray often will pray, God, help me to hunger and thirst for you, for your word, for your people, for your righteousness, as much as I'm hungering for food right now. Like I have this physical reminder of how much I need you. Uh, help me to help me to think of that in a different way. And it does work. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't explain all the whys either. But I can say that when God asks us to do something, it's always with our good in mind. So I hope that you can look at fasting not as like, oh, this is a duty. It's not a duty. It's a delight. Amen. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, and I'm excited because I've been working with them before, and I started taking AG1 a long time ago because I am someone that likes convenience, and this product is very, very convenient, and it has so many benefits, health benefits in it, so what is it? It's just one delicious scoop of AG1, and with this, when I take it in the morning, I take it on empty stomach before I eat or drink coffee, I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day. It has a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health, nervous system health, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, 
aging, so many things. And it's just very convenient. You just take one scoop per day and that's all there is. Athletic Greens also has over 7,000 five-star reviews, which is absolutely amazing. It's recommended by professional athletes. It costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's seriously amazing. So right now, it is time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. It, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com healthy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com healthy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You guys will definitely like this. Check it out. And if we look to scripture in Luke 4, how Jesus went away and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, not just one day. Yeah. I mean, our Savior fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. If he can do it, we can do a day. And it also shows yeah. us that, you know, if Jesus does that, we are called to emulate him. And so if he fasted and went away to be with his father, like how much more should we, when we have 20 billion more other distractions going on in our lives, I, that's why mm. I am a firm believer in it. And I think, again, practically, like, I like that you you talked about the reminder of, like, when you are fasting, like, what are the things you speak over yourself? And for me, it is just, when I'm starving and I start to feel my hump, my stomach grumbling at me, I always just say, Lord, like, yep. you are my daily bread, and Lord, sustain me. And I just mm. say that over and over and over, and every time, I kid you not, every time, the hunger pains go away, and then maybe another, like, three more hours, yep. they come back, and I'm like, Lord, you sustain me, you are my daily bread. And then again, it goes away. And so it's just speaking mm. these truths over yourself. Um, but I also do want to know from you when you are fasting, like do you make kind of a schedule of like, okay, on a Friday when I'm fasting, I know I'm going to just be at home. Because for me, like I have to plan it kind of, which sounds a little like weird. No, I but agree. I mean, you can't have this like intense hit workout that day and you're going on a walk and yeah. you're doing all these things and you're around food. Like I have to be kind of in my home, nothing too crazy that day. And where I, I know, hey, I'm not just fasting just to fast. I'm fasting so I can actually sit and spend time with the Lord and journal mm -hmm. and really sit in his presence. So for me, I kind of plan it out. But for you, what does that look like when you're kind of planning that? Yeah, I love that. I think you're onto something there. And um, it does take planning. I mean, what doesn't take intentionality? Mm -hmm. Our relationships take intentionality. Our relationship with the Lord takes intentionality. Exercise takes intentionality. It all does. So you should expect this to take intentionality. Everything worth doing does. Um, but again, because it's not formulaic, it might look differently for you. I've done a variety of fasts. Uh, and just know that I'm saying this from a place of humility. I'm not bragging. I don't have like the super faster woman trophy. No such thing exists. Um, the reason I fast is because of my need for Jesus. But I did that Fridays for a year fast for my boys. And that was definitely not the day I made plans to go out and have lunch with friends. Um, <laughs> uh, because obviously I couldn't have lunch. Um, and I was plan ahead. I typically do a liquid fast. So I'll drink, drink beef broth, chicken broth, water. And I don't have those things. I don't have beef broth and chicken broth always on on stock. So I have to plan ahead and shop. Um, I've done two 40-day fasts. One was when we launched the women's ministry at my church. I just felt, you know, the pressure of that. I was the leader of launching that and just wanted to set aside those days before the launch 
um, to really pray fervently. And man, did God move. And that was another one where I just, I needed to have my groceries stocked. I wasn't going to do big social things during that time. And then before my 40th birthday in 2020, um, all things, if I live to an average age, that 40th birthday was a halfway mark. And I just wanted to re- submit my life to Jesus. I wanted him to know that I want him to be glorified in the second half of my life. I want him to call me to greater obedience. I want to do bigger things for him. And so I set aside those 40 days. Interestingly, I turned 40 April of 2020. So we all know what was happening in April 2020. (laughs) And as COVID hit in March, I said to my husband, uh... I wonder if I should not fast. I mean, it sort of seems like the world's ending here. And he said, baby, you made a commitment to the Lord. Oh, I don't see any reason why you need to go back on it. So I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think if you wake up one day and go, uh, OK, I'm going to fast today, you probably will find you don't follow through. Um, it just takes some prayer prep work, some life prep work. There are other times when somebody I know and love is going through something really hard. And as a way of showing them I'm with you in this battle, I will text them and say, just want you to know I'm fasting breakfast for you next Tuesday. I'm going to spend the time I would have been eating breakfast praying for you. And it's just my way of saying I'm with you. Uh, I'm committed to you. I'm willing to make some sacrifices to pray for you. So, again, I keep saying this, but it looks different every time. But you're right. It takes some prep work. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that's so cool that you would even do that for your friends. I think – I do that for my friends too. And I've had friends do that for me. And it really is like the sweetest thing to be like, wow, you would skip your morning coffee for me. Like it's such an honor. And I've just seen when people do that, it just absolutely, it works. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also cool that your husband challenged you and that he's like, nope, you, you made a promise. (laughs) I love that. And I think, yeah, just for maybe people that are beginners at this and they're kind of just like, okay, like, how do I do this? But um, I do want to just read. I was looking up the verse. I forgot what it was. so I looked it up. But just letting people know, like, when you are fasting, it's not, like I said, just to fast for the sake of fasting. It is to kind of use that time that you would normally spend, whether you're on social media or eating or whatever, and replace that with scripture, replace that with worshiping, replace that with sitting with the Father. And so... Um, in Matthew six sixteen through 18, it says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And I just love that verse because that's exactly what fasting is. I I think a lot of times, like as I was saying, growing up, I would fast and I'd be like, everyone, I'm fasting. And I would like be like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. (laughs) Look how spiritual I am. Yeah, look how great I am. (laughs) And that's exactly what God's talking about is like that's what the hypocrites do. Um, And you don't get your reward because you're telling everyone it's supposed to be for you and God. And so when you guys do fast. Um, let it be something between you and the Lord. You can maybe tell one other person, Hey, will you join me today? Will you be praying with me today? But that's not a, something where you want to be like posting online. Like everyone I'm fasting from food today. Right. Um, sp- if it's spiritual, but I do think, you know, intermittent fasting is a different thing. If it's a fitness health reason wise, then yep. people do tell, but that's honestly like, I don't know again what your thoughts are on that, but I don't even know if I really recommend fitness wise for women to do intermittent fasting because hormonally it could really mess this up. But spiritually, yes, I do think this is something we should have in our routines a lot. Yeah, it's a struggle. I mean, if, if we were to go way back in the story of my life to college me, um, I had a full-blown eating disorder. 
And I think most women have disordered eating. They might yeah. have an, not have an eating disorder, but most of us have disordered eating. So, um, like, a scale is not allowed near me when I'm fasting, even though I have the temptation, like, I've probably dropped 10 pounds. I skipped a whole meal. But if you're just fasting from food and you're not replacing that with prayer, you're just dieting. Right. So you need to know what it is you're doing. Um, And, yeah, you're starving yourself. And so I I definitely think separate the two. Um, They're not the same thing. You can't interchange intermittent fasting for health with intermittent fasting to deepen your walk with Christ. But I do think it's interesting that the health world is saying this is healthy. And, of course, God's word has been telling us that all along. Mm, that is an interesting correlation. I'm like, oh, yeah. huh, there's something to that. Yeah, he knows what's good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So can you kind of tell me a little bit more? Because you just said, you know, you did have an eating disorder. And you're absolutely right. I think, especially with social media, um, this is such a prevalent thing amongst culture. Mm-hmm. And I know I've struggled with this in college as well. But uh, one of your talking points in the email was that um, you said, help women find freedom from an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, can you just touch upon that a little bit more of like, how did you do that for you? What steps is, did it take? And what is your advice for someone going through that right now? Yeah. I mean, your listeners and viewers can look at me and go, mm, she's not like our health expert. Um, I have a normal woman's body. I've had four kids. I do care a great deal about my health because I consider it a stewardship issue. God's given me one body. And I have to use that one body to accomplish everything he's given me to accomplish. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not lean. I love food. I'm always going to love food. It's a big part of my life in terms of enjoyment and family and all of that. But it's been just an area that's felt totally out of control for a long time. Um, it's felt like I was constantly on the start again Monday um, scenario. I love to eat, hate to eat. I'd be enjoying a bite of food while simultaneously feeling a lot of shame. And I just, you know, I don't know. I hit 40 and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I don't want to feel this way about food anymore. And it's interesting. The book's called Fasting and Feasting because I set out to write a book on fasting. And what I saw in scripture was that both rhythms are there. God was always calling his people to feast, like enjoy, taste, and see that the Lord is good, the Psalms say, and to fast, that life of self-denial that you mentioned. And so I think for me, that switch really has flipped in a way that has stuck with me. I'm able to look at the food in my fridge and go, holy cow, God has blessed me so richly. I mean, it could have all been oatmeal all the time, guys. Um, <laughs> he didn't have to create, you know, infinite numbers of berries and I don't know how many varieties of apples and many different kinds of protein and all different kinds of veggies and asparagus and Brussels sprouts. I mean, you could go on and on. God's given us so many gifts just in the food we eat every day. But then he's also called me to live a self-controlled and disciplined life. So it's that tension in the middle. And I really have become kind of the poster child for my own book because I don't know the last time I was on that cycle of, I don't want to eat. I do want to eat. Oh, I've blown it. Oh, I'm going to start again Monday. Um, I am, I pay attention to what's on my plate. I enjoy the gift of food that God has given me. And 
I practice self-denial because I have one but but one body yeah. and I want to steward it well. So there's there is a balance spot there. I do think it's possible to find it and for it to be sustainable. Absolutely. And I think what's hard about that, and I, I love that you did find that balance, and I think that's exactly where I'm in as well. But getting there is the hardest part. And so yep. I, I do, I empathize with people that are still on the journey of like, I don't know how to get there. I still struggle with food. Um, you know, this could be a whole nother podcast, but I always encourage people. I'm like, if you really, really, really are struggling with food, I'm always going to encourage you to go seek out a nutritionist or, an, or mm. someone that's going to help you because that's what I had to do. I mean, I did the same thing when I first moved to LA, I moved to the land of everyone that had a slim, thick body and yeah. I was like, oh, I want that slim thick body. And I mean, it was the same thing. It was yo-yo dieting. It was intermittent fasting. It was starving myself. It was mm. ups and downs. And I would gain weight, lose weight. And I would be like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. And it's not fun. This is not a fun way to exhausting. live. It's exhausting. And you look yeah, in the mirror exactly. every day and you're like, I hate my body. And you're just picking it apart. And you're not even yeah. like affirming yourself or speaking life of your body or all the good, amazing things that your body does do and thanking it for like, wow, thank you for getting me out of bed. Thank you for allowing me to work out, you know? Mm. And so I did have to seek out help and I just always want to encourage people to do that. But I do think once you find that balance of being able to enjoy a donut or going with your friends and getting a drink, but then also being like, you know what, this is just one part of the week or even two parts of the week, but that's not the, the whole that's not that sum does not equate the whole, you know what I mean? So right. it's okay to have that. Um, and I'm so proud of myself for getting there too, because it's a hard thing to do, but it is such it is. a mental thing as well. It is not yeah. just, you know, your routine and your habits. It's a mental thing. It's an identity thing. It's the way you see yourself in the mirror. Mm. If you believe truly who God says you are. And also we are so much more than just our weight or our body or our appearance, our, yeah. our number on the scale. I mean, those are all the things I had to let go of. Like my identity is not on the scale. My identity is not in my appearance. Like I almost want my appearance to be the least attractive thing about me. Mm-hmm. I want my character and my heart and the way I treat people and the way I speak life over people and myself. Like I want that to be what's attractive, Amen. the way that I shine Christ through me. And so I think once you, you start there, that's like every, everything else trickles from that. And so yeah. that's at least part of my journey. And I don't know what that was for you, but maybe you can share that now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fight. You should know it's a fight. I mean, that same doctor's appointment that I mentioned before, she said, everything is trying to convince you to eat the things that you shouldn't eat. Like she was like, marketing is working so hard hard at that and once you eat the bad things you crave the bad things yeah the more the more you crave them the more you ate them eat them and it just goes on and on she said on the flip side you know the more you eat the right stuff the more you're going to crave that and she i found that to be true there was certainly a detox period but it took a full-fledged health crisis for me frankly i mean wow. it had been years of trying and failing and trying and failing with limited success and then i found myself in a cardiologist office in my early 40s, very, very sick. And I had a choice. Was I going to fight for the four children I brought into the world who deserved a happy and healthy mommy? Or was I just going to wave the white flag and go, I can't do this. I can't have victory in this area of my life. I'm just going to keep eating the junk. And it was a really conscious decision. I'm going to fight. Um, and it's been true. It's been true that the more I've eaten the healthy stuff, the more I've wanted the healthy stuff. 
And I just followed up with my cardiologist maybe three weeks ago. I've made some great gains. My heart health is coming back. Praise God. And he said, nobody makes changes in their lives until they start to feel better. And then once people start to feel better, they'll stick with it. And that's been true. Like I can look at things and go, that's going to make me feel terrible. Yeah. Um, it's not worth it to me anymore. Now, sometimes it is. I mean, like a perfect slice of wedding cake at a wedding. That's worth it. But the drive-by donut, it's not. It's not worth how it's going to make me feel. And so it's just that attentiveness. So, yeah, to those who are still on the journey, which we all are, um, I would just applaud you. And I think that baby steps will get you where you want to be. For me, it started with drinking more water and walking. It was that basic. Um, and then it's just continued to build. Gosh, that's so good. Have you have you read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? No, but so many people have recommended Ugh. it. I need to. It is literally like it's a life-changing book, and it's exactly what you're talking about, the baby steps. I, I feel like a broken record saying it because it's so, so true. Like you cannot mm. – in the book he talks about how like a lot of people set out, and they're like, you know what, I'm going to run a marathon. And it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, Captain, like – how about we first start with like putting on the shoes and then yeah. going like on a 10 minute walk first before just jumping yeah, in good. because you're not going to, it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. And so it's first same thing. You're like, okay, let me first start trying to drink at least, you know, a, a two bottles of water per day and then yep. going on a walk per day. And then it, the, those little habits, they slowly, but surely they increase, they add up. And then you're like, wait, no, I can actually go on a 30 minute walk and you yeah. keep adding and adding and adding. And that's, I've seen what has made a drastic difference in my life too. And it's the same thing with the food. Like instead of throwing away every piece of sugar in your pantry all at one moment, it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, let me just throw away a little bit and, or swap them or get alternatives or find yep. better options instead of getting a Reese's, get just like a, a dark chocolate bar instead. And so it's making yeah. those small changes. Then eventually they they do amount to something to where you're absolutely right. You, you start craving the things less and less and less. Like mm-hmm. I used to literally, I could never go to bed unless I had a, a bowl of ice cream. It was conditioned in me since I was a child because we loved our ice cream growing up. And slowly but surely, I started replacing it. And now, like, I don't really even crave it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I never thought that would happen. But it's because those small daily disciplines, they really, really do matter. Um, And so atomic habits, one little thing can amount to something massive. I'm going to put it in my Amazon cart when we're done talking here. I'm serious. I I don't want to undersell the role of the Holy Spirit. I mean, another thing I've learned here is, like, I'm not a disembodied spirit. It's not like God only cares about my spirit and doesn't care about my body. He created both. And it's not like I should. he thinks I shouldn't be worrying about food and, and exercise. He wishes I would spend all of that time, you know, meditating. No, I mean, he cares about all of me. So I've invited him into the journey. I know a great friend who's lost 60 pounds and she's done it by before she eats, she prays wow. and asks the Lord, what is it you'd have me to do here? And that being so in step with the Lord has made a big difference. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, I think is my point. And apart from him, I could do nothing, not even healthy living. Gosh, amen. I think that's also such a good point that like, I do think a lot of people probably only associate God to their emotions and their minds and their spirituality, but it is, God said, you know, our body is a temple and we are to, we are called to steward that temple and take care Mm -hmm. of it, which is why, like, I, I always think I'm like, okay, if I want to steward this temple, and I also want to live a long, happy, and healthy life, 
I want to be still thriving when I'm 50, 60. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to run with my children. I want to be able to still look good, have good, healthy skin. And so we are called to steward that well as a Christian. And also God did give us food for us to enjoy like his creation. Like God didn't, I don't think God created a donut, but he did create an (laughs) apple. And so he's like, Hey, I've provided you the best option. Choose my option. Choose what I Mm -hmm. have created and your life will go well with you. It'll always go well with you when you choose God's way. And, but that is an area that it's like, not a lot of people would, would think to be like, Oh, let me pray before I I eat. I mean, yeah, we all pray. We all say, thank you Lord for this meal. But we don't say, Hey God, am I supposed to eat this meal? Yeah, help me discern here. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge. Right? I'm like, oh, I don't think I've ever done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is so practical. I hope somebody listening or watching will grab onto this. But I make a to-do list every week. I'm a firstborn. We love our to-do list. And I put on my to-do list at the top every week, steward your body. You only get one. And it's like that's my assignment. It's not my only assignment, certainly. It's not even the most important assignment. But I found as I've just been planning that each week, putting it high on my to-do list, that I'm much more willing to do it. And it's about exactly what you were saying. I can glorify the Lord. It's hard for me to glorify the Lord when I'm sick and grumpy all the time. Right. It just is. Right. Dang, I like that. Absolutely. All right. Is there anything else in this book that you just like, what was maybe like your favorite devotion or anything that you just want to share before we start closing out? Uh, there's one in there uh, about raspberries, and I tell this story that every time I buy groceries, I'll buy two or three packages of raspberries, and I'll do that and tell myself, ah, th- these are like your little reward. Tuck them in the back of the fridge away from the boys because, you know, they always find the good snack. And um, for years, truly years, I would get a couple packages of raspberries up every couple weeks. I'd put them in the back of the fridge and then they would rot and then I would throw them away and I would repeat the cycle over and over because I just never, I've been trained, conditioned not to reward myself with food. That was a bad habit, even though raspberries are good. And I never felt like I could do enough or achieve enough to earn even that small reward. Well, that's so silly. I mean, eat the raspberries. Um, it, food is a gift. It is a reward. Now, all of this in moderation. We spent a lot of time talking about that. So don't swing the pendulum too far in the other direction. But now I buy those raspberries every week. And I eat those raspberries every week. And I guess my final thought to you would just be, again, from the Psalms, taste and see that the Lord is good. He has good gifts for you. And I don't think food has to be an arena for a constant fight in your life. Mm. I think you can enjoy it. That would be my highest hope for everyone who's listening. Gosh, amen. And I really do think spiritually there can be things on food as well that the Lord can break off of us through fasting. Mm-hmm. And so, it is, again, it is the diet itself. And I think when you are fasting, if whoever's listening decides to start fasting, my encouragement would be if this is something you struggle with because – I do think food is a spiritual thing as well. It could actually even be a generational thing. Maybe there is an actual condition within your family. That would be something that I would even say as you're fasting, if you consider to do this, pray about that and say, Lord, I am fasting Mm -hmm. in, in hopes that I would be set free from this relationship that I have with food that's enslaving me. It's actually keeping me further into sin or to secrecy or you're hiding or you're you're throwing up or whatever the case may be, or maybe it's preventing you from wanting to go places or be in, a, in social events or go to birthday parties because you're so enslaved to it or it's really just got a 
hold over you. Mm-hmm. And that would be my, my prayer was that would be that you would find freedom from that through fasting and through mm-hmm. other people joining in with you, praying with you, because I really do believe that God can set you free from that 100%. I've seen it happen to other people. I've seen that happen to me because I really do think it is, can be an identity issue, a spiritual issue, emotional issue, trauma from your past. Um, And so I really Mm -hmm. do believe that the Lord wants to set you free from that. It's not just a tangible, it's not just a worldly issue. It's an actual spiritual issue as well. And so I hope whoever is listening will consider looking more into fasting um, and seeing the benefits of it spiritually. And I hope that we gave some some great tips on that so far. And at the end yeah. of this podcast, I'll probably do a little bit more um, of my own practical tips. But Erin, um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, my last question for you, actually, I, I ask this to all my guests, is um, what makes you happy and healthy? Mm, well, my family. I have the best family, and they are why I want to be healthy they make me happy every day. Um, and I love that you mentioned the generational legacy of food. I have, I have a complicated one. I've talked to my mom about it. It goes back as far as I know with the women in my family. When I started having kids of my own, I said enough, Mm. that's enough. We're not going to pass this to another generation. So, uh, the Lord's helping me have victory for their sake. And they sure make me happy and healthy every day. Gosh, I love it. That's such a great, great story. And you're a great mom. Um, thank you for being on the podcast. Can you let everyone know where they can get your book and where they can also follow you? Yeah, the book's everywhere. Uh, Amazon, uh, B&H Publishers is where it's from. And then I have a podcast called The Deep Well. So if you want to follow and listen to me teach there, and that's also my Instagram handle, The Deep Well with Aaron Davis. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to continuing to read your book. I was reading it the other day, and I was like, this is really good. So Mm. thank you for doing that. It's awesome that someone's willing to talk about fasting because I honestly, I don't hear a lot of people talk about it because it it, it is something that no one wants to do because it does require some participation and dying to self, and it's a little annoying to have to do that because everyone loves their food. So (laughs) thanks for being willing to talk about that and come on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to just seeing where God takes you and where this book goes. Thank you. It's been my honor. All right. All right, you guys. I'm signing out. Thank you so much, Aaron. I'll see you guys again later. All right, you guys. That was today's episode with Aaron Davis. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with her. I think she's awesome. She was fun to talk to. And I just, again, I really enjoyed this conversation and just talking about the benefits of spiritual fasting and how Jesus fasted a lot of the times. And I just think there is a benefit to that. And so I think if you're going to do it just practically, again, pick a day where you know you can. Um, Pick what you need to fast from. For me, it is food because I love food. And also for you, it might be social media. I do think there are tons of benefits from fasting from a TV show or music or social media or maybe from even working out. If working out has become an addiction or a really a problem to you where you are glorifying that or making it working out in an idol, you just got to look at your life. What are things that are taking place before Christ. And for me, I even did a 40 day dating fast. I did that at one point too. I fasted from social media for two weeks at one point. I fasted, you know, on a Friday for a big decision I was going to make. And so whatever it may be for you, maybe only tell one person, bring them into that. Um, and then just know that the Lord is your sustainer. So take time in that day to, instead of just doing your life normally as you would go and spend time with the Lord, sit with the Lord, journal more, pray more, really consecrate and take that day and dedicate it to the Lord because that is what fasting is for. So I'm going to encourage you guys in that as well. 
Um, and pick a day again where you know you can probably do it sustainably, where you're not going to crash or you're not going to burn. Like, again, for me, I try not to do it on a day where I know I have a crazy workout. You know what I mean? So plan the day well. But I hope you guys will try it fasting. I'm curious to hear if you guys try it, what the Lord does. I do believe the Lord speaks so much within fasting. I really wholeheartedly believe that. Let me know what you guys think. I will see you guys again next Tuesday. Heads up though, the podcast will be taking a break around holiday season. So just so you guys know, I have to take a break at the end of the year because that's when we need to regroup and redream and take a break, both me and my editor and assistant. And so we both need to kind of take a step back. So heads up that will be probably coming around the holiday season, um, but we will be probably starting that November 1st. And again, merch is still available. We will be restocking hopefully soon if you guys need that. Totes are again available. We have some in stock. So if you guys want to get those, they are on JaninaEmmapola.com. And looking forward to seeing you guys again next Tuesday. Thank you guys for listening. Leave me a positive or no, no, not even a positive. Leave me a review on my podcast if this episode or this uh, show has been a blessing to you. I know I get negative ones on there all the time, but if it has been a blessing to you, leave me a review and let me know. And yeah, I will see you guys again next Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.